Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys for tuning in. So happy to have you here. I just had to record this intro. This is the third time I'm recording this intro because let me tell you something, girls. I was saying things that I've never once said in my damn life when I was trying to record this intro just before. I, I said, one of the clips, I said, we're, I said, you're getting it every Monday, meaning you're getting the podcast every Monday, but it sounded more like a threat. You know, so I said, I don't want my girlies to think I'm threatening them. So I just re-recorded it. And then I said some other shit. So I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I am your host. We are here every week and we do a live Spotify show on the Spotify live app. You can join the chat. You can call in every Thursday at eight Eastern, five Pacific. Um, And it's called Confessions with Carly. So thank you guys who tune in for that too. Got a great group of girlies in there great group of girlies love to see it but you guys i gotta tell you i was freaking hung over like i can't even believe it i went out on friday and i'm not exaggerating i had three beers three okay i know we have this ongoing joke here that i'm like i can't handle my my booze when i tell you sometimes i go out and i have six drinks and i'm fine i don't know what the fuck happened three beers And it's one thing to be, oh, I'm drunk off three beers, but to throw up after having three fucking beers? Are you insane? You got to be kidding me with that. I don't know what the hell happened. I was going, I was in my Uber on the way home. By the way, it was 1130 PM on Friday night. I'm on my way home and I'm going like this. (laughs) In my Uber, the Uber driver probably lowered my rating. I should check on that. But I was going, whoa, making all these noises. Cause sometimes, girl, when you're sick, when you're sick, making those noises is the only thing that's keeping you, you know, clinging to life. It feels. I don't know what it is about that. But I walk into my building and and my doorman went to say hi to me. I said, I'm gonna hurl. I'm literally gonna hurl. I said, I can't talk to you right now. I have to, I, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I literally am gonna hurl. And guess what happened? I went up and I hurled. Not me hurling. I really can't handle that. But then I was hungover all day yesterday off three beers. I mean, something's weird about that. Something's weird about that. I guess I did drink them pretty fast. I was only out for a couple hours. But still, three, that's weird. Anywho, I'm feeling better today, you guys. And, and I'm not going to lie. I have, a, I, have a, I have a pot of uh, hard-boiled eggs cooking on my stove. And I just posted on Instagram before I said, I need a lot of things done in my house. So I would like to have a boyfriend for the time being, not, you know, like in the wintertime, in the wintertime. And then summertime, you know me, I'm out. I'm going to Fire Island. Okay. I cannot be tied down. If it's over 75 degrees, I'm single. Okay. But the weather's getting chilly. I'm seeing all the cuties. I'm seeing the cuties out having, having breakfast with their boyfriend. Shut up the hell out of here. Now you guys having coffee together in the morning, in the fall. Bye. I'm going to punch you in your face. Okay. And that is a threat. But anywho, you guys, yeah, I got a bunch of household things that I need to be done. And I need a guy that has a car because I need to pick up my winter clothes for my storage unit. So that would be really helpful. Hi, Robert. My, my angels are so beautiful right now. My, my two baby angels, they are sleeping. Um, Stanley's in the bed and Robert is on his little cat tree. And then they're living the life. I'll tell you that much right now. But anywho, you guys, so happy to chit chat with my girlies right now. Happy, happy Monday or whenever you're listening to this. 
have a bunch of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Hold on. Let me check behind me. Make sure my kitchen is not on fire. All right. We're good. The eggs are still boiling. Eggs are still boiling. I don't know why I chose to put them on the stove as I sat down to record this, but we shall see. Um, all right. Let's do, let's do these emails. So, <laughs> okay. This one says five in one guy and a fuck, Mary kill. Hi, Carly. This email is in response to the guy on the go. Now, I don't know about all men, but every man I know takes over 20 minutes to poop daily. It, <laughs> it takes me less than five minutes. Sometimes I don't even go once a day, but that might be another problem. So how, quote unquote, on the go can you really be if you're sitting on the pooper for hours a day? Great question. Honestly, this girl for president this girl for president. I, she has my damn vote. Also in the case that he meant he had to go in a travel way that doesn't check out either. If I can fit body wash, shampoo and conditioner and toothpaste and all my liquid makeup, mascara, lipsticks, face wash, and moisturizer, whatever else, the little TSA approved baggie, you can put shampoo and body wash in your baggie. Agree. Agree. She's seen some shit in her life and, and she's, she's right. She said, I'm happy we got the straight men out here listening and valuing our opinions. Honestly, it's it's about damn time. It's about damn time that a straight man listens to me. <laughs> but no, she's right, because it takes the same amount of time to use a body wash and a shampoo. You don't have to use the same thing from head to toe. And she's right. This girl for president. That's also something I wanted to say, because I know where everybody's already talking about voting early, the elections. And this, let me say something. Can we not find one fucking guy that's 40 and wants to be the president or 50? You know, the, these people that have been president the last however many years, Obama was young. O Obama was fairly young, right, when he first started. But Biden's old as hell. And listen, I voted for that man. But how come we can accept these people to be the president of the United States, but when they're our grandparents, we got to have, they have to have a special, you, they can't drive anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yet they're running the country. Listen, I vote, I always vote. You know me, I always vote. I love, a, I love voting, but I need a, I need a 50 year old. I don't even care what they stand for. I just want a younger person in office running the fucking country. I'm like, my grandma can't live by herself. And, and a guy that's the same age as her is the president of the United States. <laughs> am I wrong? Am I, am I wrong? Because sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're talking to your grandma, your grandpa, you're going, all right. You're like that. You're like, okay, grandma, whatever you say. That's the type of energy we get from the president. And listen, a lot of shit's going on in the world right now. I don't know how safe I feel. But anywho, I don't know where that rant just came from, but I need a 40-year-old, 50-year-old in there. Uh, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, okay. This one says, embarrassing gyno appointment. Hey, Carly, love you and the fur princes. Hope that you are doing fantastic. Writing about a quite possibly the most embarrassing thing that I've ever done at a doctor's appointment, which by the way, why is it so embarrassing to be in a waiting room of any doctor's office? Like look at me and my little disorder sitting here waiting for a medical professional to tell me what I Googled last night. <laughs> so I'm one of the girlies that wrote in previously about having vaginismus. Thank you so much for making the email chain. Oh yeah. If you guys want to be in the vaginismus email chain, I'll, I'll get you hooked up. I know some people. 
All right. I'll loop you in with my girlies. Um, she said, we have a group chat now and it's awesome. Oh, good to know. And I really, really get nervous before my gyno appointments to help with the nerves. I took a Xanax before my appointment and smoked a little herb. Okay. So now we're getting stoned to go to the OBGYN and I love to see it. Not you treating the OBGYN like it's the club. So I wouldn't have a major meltdown crying panic attack like I normally do. I was feeling really good. My gyno came in and did the normal. Hey, how are you? How's everything been? And gave me the paper sheet thing that you put over your lap. Uh, well, you take your pants off while the doctor leaves the room and lets you get changed. Normally, I just take my pants and underwear off, scrunch them up into a little ball and hide them wherever I can in the room. But for whatever reason, in parentheses, Xanax, this time I got fully naked. Okay, you're supposed to get fully naked at the gyno, girly. Are we not supposed to get naked at the fucking gyno? Because one thing about me is if I'm in the, na- if I'm in the gyno, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. One thing about me, when I'm in the gyno, I'm ass fucking naked. Are we not supposed to be naked at the gyno? What the fuck? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have I been acting crazy my whole life? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys, I'm just learning that we're not supposed to get ass naked at the gyno. Do you think my gyno thinks I'm weird? Hold on, let me finish the email because now I'm getting paranoid. She, so she says she gets completely naked. She said, I don't know, my brain no worky moment. And I took off my bra, my shirt, my necklace. You didn't have to go take off the necklace, but okay. Uh, literally everything. And then just sat in the chair, butt naked with this thin sheet pulled up to my shoulders, shivering to make it already embarrassing moment even worse. On this particular day, I had four PA students shadowing. Oh my God. He had four PA students shadowing him. I guess he wanted them to see a case of vaginismus since it's pretty rare. He walked in and they looked and gasped and said, Oh, um, you didn't have to take your shirt off. Oh my God. You can leave everything on except for your pants. We'll give you another minute to get situated. Okay. You want to know what these things happen all the time. Um, when they all came back, it was so awkward because I knew they probably thought I was very dumb. So I had to spread the Eagle in front of five people who just saw me looking stupid, shivering, and vulnerable like a sewer rat. Okay. I don't know what damn gyno you go to, but I get ass naked at the gyno girly. Now, here's the thing. Maybe it was a specific instance where you wouldn't need to get naked, but I always get naked at the gyno. Are we not? I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it. Hold on. Do you get, do you get ass naked at the gyno? And yes, I typed it like that. Are girls completely naked during gynecologist exams? Oh, God, this connection is private. Uh, Yes, you really do need to get naked at the gyno. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. The fact that you were slandered, there had to be a reason that you didn't have to get completely naked. And if so, like they should have 1000% told you that. Like, hey, don't even worry about it. Just waist down. Let's not get crazy today. So this article I just pulled up says, yes, you really do need to get naked at the gyno. Most of us probably don't know this. I mean, unless for some reason you found yourself in need of a gynecologist while in France. Okay, what the fuck did I just stumble upon? She said, okay, yes, you are expected to get completely butt naked at the gynecologist. I don't know what the fuck France had to do with that. I'm not kidding. I actually had heard about this from reading American books about France. Okay. So, so now I feel like an idiot because I'm always naked at the gyno. Uh, You want to know what? I'm French. If anybody asks, it's just my culture. It's just my culture. 
I thought you had to because they do a breast exam. You know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. Listen, my guy knows seen enough. The poor lady, every time I walk in, one time I want to walk into her office and have her be excited to see me. I walk in, she goes, so what, so what's going on? <laughs> She's like, what, what happened now? <laughs> I went to her a few um, weeks ago, maybe a month ago, because I was like, uh, my, uh, honestly, this is kind of crazy. My cycle has been really off. And then they just released um, information last week saying that that's from the vaccine, which is wild. Um, so if you're noticing a spotty period, it could be from, uh, the vaccine, but I didn't know that at the time. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And you know, me, unless it's immaculate conception, I'm not getting pregnant. So I thought something else happened. And she was like, whoa, looking so disappointed all the time. She's like, what are we doing? What happened? I'm like, nothing just wanted to come in, but I really, really do love her. She's my sweet little muffin girl. I really, really love her. I, she's just such a little sweetie. I don't blame her for being annoyed with me. Um, okay. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill that we'll do at the end. Let me put it on the list. My goodness. Honestly, cuckoo. I didn't know. L let me know what you guys do. Cause now I feel embarrassed. <laughs> and yes, I turned my eggs off. I paused it for a second. I went and turned my eggs off for any of you that was wondering. Uh, okay. This says, I know I need therapy. Hi, Carly. I know everybody says this and I don't know if you care, but I was a fan of red hair Carly from Girl Code and I'm still a huge fan of garbage man loving Carly today. Oh, well, thank you so much. You were so gosh darn funny and you make me LOL every week. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, here's my dilemma. If you care to read it, I have a wonderful husband. We've been together for 12 years, married for 10. He's the best guy I've ever met. And we have so much fun together. And I just want to hang out with him all the freaking time. We have three beautiful children together and he's the most amazing dad and partner. I'm a stay at home mom and he goes to work every day so that I can do that. He's very hands-on. Like as soon as he gets home from his nine to five, he takes over dad duties and I go to the gym or have a little date night with my girlfriends or run it errands or drive around and listen to secret keepers club in my car while drinking a 44 ounce diet coke <laughs> see that's my girly so here's my problem call of duty this man plays call of duty every night well five times a week from as soon as the kids go to sleep until about 2 or 3 a.m i go to bed most nights by myself and i get very lonely I started planning date nights for us once a week, and that's helped a ton and made me feel more connected to him. But I hate the damn video game so much. I hear him giggling while playing with his friends, and I'm thinking, well, what's so damn funny? You never giggle like that with me. I got a devil and an angel on my shoulder in the situation. On one hand, he's the best dad, and he's allowed me to have his quote unquote wind down time. And Call of Duty is just Call of Duty is just his way of taking a minute from his day to chill. I get that everyone needs something for themselves. On the other hand, my brain tells me, no, you're allowed to be upset. He needs to give you the quality time that you're craving. Then the angel on my shoulder says he does. He gives you weekly dates and takes most weekends off completely. Then the devil says it really doesn't matter. You're obviously still upset, which means that you're not getting the quality time that you need. It's valid, especially going to be alone. What would Carly do? I know there's a 
this is major first world problems. Like I know people have actual real problems, like an abusive partner or they can't pay rent, but it's still consuming so much of my thoughts. I'm just curious at what you think. Sorry for the novel. Love you so much. And the potty. Oh, we love you so much. Chip kiss right on the lips. And then she, oh my God, so funny. The same theme of a fuck, Mary kill that the, that my other girly just sent it. And we'll do that at the end. So here's the thing. Like, no matter what you're feeling, your feelings are valid. A hundred percent. That's something that we're, it's so easy to go like, oh yeah, well, other people have bigger problems or other people have more significant problems and I have it good. You can understand that and also understand that you're unhappy about something in your life. Like the two things are not mutually exclusive, you know, but I feel that if it's something that bothers you, I think that something that would be helpful would be to, especially because he is very understanding of your time. He's very thoughtful. He spends time with the kids. He lets you go out and do your own thing. You're going out with the grillies, whatever. I think like to get it on some type of a schedule, like what would work for you? What's your ideal situation, right? Where you guys can come to a compromise. If you could say like, hey, like, can we do this, you know, only until this time in the morning, or here's what I would probably fucking do. I would just go ahead around and say, I want you to come to bed with me, lay in bed with me. And then when I fall asleep, you go on your damn video games, talk to your boyfriends and say it like that. Make sure you call them his boyfriends. Right. But I think that that's a good compromise or think of what you would ideally want and see what type of compromise you guys can come to if you meet in the middle, right? Oh, okay. So he gives you, say he gives you Wednesdays and Thursdays or Wednesdays and Fridays to yourself to have your girls night. Give him the same thing in return because he deserves that. You know, I'm not saying you have to be hundred percent okay with him doing this all hours of the night. It bothers you. That's completely fine. I think that it's a very easy fix in terms of coming to uh, meeting somewhere in the middle, coming to a compromise, but no, don't feel crazy. You know, I think everybody has their things. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that, um, you're ungrateful for how wonderful he is. You just said such nice things about him. Um, but Hey, all right, let's see. And just see what he says. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors. This week's Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Nutrafol. You guys know I love Nutrafol. 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair. Take control of your hair with Nutrafol. Improve hair growth and see less shedding through all stages of life. You'll begin to experience thicker, longer, faster growing hair in just three to six months. You guys know I love this stuff. I've been using it for months. I really do see a difference in the shininess of my hair, if that's a word, the luster, the thickness, it's growing like a weed. We love to see it. Uh, Nutrafol is 100% drug-free with only natural, clinically effective botanical ingredients. It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Subscribers receive monthly deliveries, so you never have to miss a dose. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth in six months. You may also notice improvements in your overall well-being, including a more restful sleep, less stress, better skin, nails, and libido. We love to see a girl boss winning grow thicker healthier hair and support the show by going to nutrifol.com and use promo code secret new customers get 15 dollars off your first month subscription free shipping on all orders this is their best offer and only available to us listeners for a limited time take 15 dollars off 
at Nutrafol.com. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code SECRET. Also, I wanted to tell you guys, I just found the email again. Um, the psychic, my girly that, that I met when I was very young that sent me a tarot card reading last week, I asked her if it was okay for me to share her information with you guys. And she said, yes, that's totally fine. So her Instagram is at high period priestess period healing three, or her website is high priestess healing dot me. So you can book a personal reading with her. She does Reiki. She does um, life, life coaching, spiritual coaching, stuff like that. And I love my girlies. And if anyone also, I just emailed her back and said, if you know of any psychics in New York, because, hey, I'm feeling frisky now. I'm feeling frisky. My life is a little too, my, my life is very calm and it's li- feeling a little too calm. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> okay. So this next one says, did I do the right thing? Hey, Carly, I want your input on something that has happened to me this week. Of course, here's my preamble. I love you. Oh, I love you too. I saw you in Atlanta when you were here with Jesse. We talked after the show and you told me that I looked like Monica from Friends. I remember you, which my husband liked hearing because he thinks she's really hot. Haha. Ha. Anyway, you were hilarious. I love listening to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you guys for listening to the body. I emailed you a while back about a friend who was really mean to her husband. I didn't know if I should reach out to him and check on him or if that would be weird. Well, I hadn't made any move yet, moves yet, and this week he texted me about her. He'd heard from a mutual friend that I'd expressed some concerns about her behavior, and let me lay it all out for you here. She yells at him in front of his friends. She shames him anytime he speaks. He can't make a joke without her shitting on him for it. He's become a shell of a person. She's a stay-at-home mom, and he works full-time, making really good money. Every time I would be around, she would demand that he do X, Y, and Z while she sat down and did nothing. She goes on expensive vacations while he stays at home with the kids and posts passive-aggressive things about him online. Oh, my God. Anytime he goes out with his friends for one night, he's a really great guy, but his behavior over time has made it obvious that he was not okay. I spent years worrying about him and years being uncomfortable about who she's become. So anyway, backstory, he texted me after some friends kind of had an intervention with him and mentioned me also sharing concerns regarding this. So I laid it all out there. I told him in very frank terms that she's abusing him. I gave him examples of situations I had noticed that were not okay. And I only came from the perspective of, I care about you and I'm worried about you. And I just want you to know that this is not okay. So that night he went and talked to her about it. And she asked who he talked to. He told her it was me. So she asked to see the text messages. Oh, no. Now this is where, no, because I don't even know if I can handle reading the rest of this email. Here we go. Not her asking to see the text messages. She read them all and everything absolutely blew up from there. The next day I got a text from him saying we can't talk anymore and that I was wrong for speaking badly about his wife. She also texted me and said all these horrible, obviously projecting things. She set up meetings with our friends to, in my opinion, win them on her side. She met with one of my best friends for the first time and told him everything I've ever said to vent about him. Oh my goodness. The next day, he was very upset, but my friend and I worked it out, and I apologized, and I admitted that it was true. We're back on good terms now. Yesterday, I messaged the husband and said I wasn't mad at him for showing her the text and that I hope one day we could be friends again if possible. He messaged me back basically saying that I need to apologize to his wife and that we can all be friends again, but I said no, that I didn't do anything wrong and that 
her telling our friends the things I vented to them about in the past has made me dislike her even more. So I've lost two friends in all of this, but there are a slew of other friends who think that I did the right thing and that the wife is lashing out at me because she needs a scapegoat. There is also so many more details about the situation, but my main question is, do you think I did the right thing in all of this? It seems like I'm the one suffering the most and taking the blame for anything when all I ever wanted to do was make sure that he was okay and make sure that other people see it too. In my conversation with him, he said he felt vindicated and that he thought he was crazy for so long. And every time he talks to her about this stuff, she just says he's too sensitive that he loves me and is very thankful for my honesty. Now it all blew up in my face. What do you think about this mess? Okay. Um, I think that this had to come to a boiling point before, and I, and I think it's still at the boiling point before everything calms down and before everything kind of falls into the right place. I remember you first writing in about this and this is like such a risky thing, right? There's so many times in life where we feel like we want to say something to somebody. We don't know if it's our place. We don't know if it's our business. We don't know if we should get involved, but there are certain times like I always like if there's any sign of abuse in a relationship, I always tell you guys, you have to tell your friend. You have to tell your friend that you're there for them, whether it's a man or a woman or whatever. If you see something, you have to get involved, whether you feel like you're called to or not. It's just the right thing to do. And and if you were that friend, you would want someone to do that for you. So a lot of times if we kind of insert ourselves into these situations, th- this woman's a fucking cuckoo. All right. She's a cuckoo. And that's really like she honestly spared you by not being your friend anymore. You know what I'm saying? Someone like this is probably, I I would imagine, not the greatest person at uh, hearing constructive criticism about themselves. And that's what this was. So she, of course, her husband's afraid of her. She probably got mad at him. I can't believe you would allow someone to talk about me like that and blah, 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 blah. But my answer to you is absolutely not. I don't think you did anything wrong. And I think you're going to be hearing from him soon you know, whether it's in a few months or a year or whatever, I think you're going to be hearing from him. And he's going to say that this conversation that you had with him opened his eyes. He might be trying to figure out where he's going to go next, what his next moves are. Um, Because this sounds like a total mess for him. And at the end of the day, like he's the one that has to sleep in bed with this person every night, which is a nightmare. So he's probably just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to like pretend that I'm on her side. But deep down, if someone's treating you like shit all the time and other people tell you that they notice it, you know, you're not crazy. I'm sure he feels good that you did that. You did this and you did the right thing. You did the right thing. I would have done the same thing. I would have probably done it over the phone so that he can't show my girly the text messages. But hey, you know, what can we do? Can't cry over spilled milk. Um, But it's all right. I'm sure you'll hear from him soon. And and anyone that's going to, you know, uh, anyone that's going to be like that is really not your friend anyway. This girl, she's not your friend. Why would you want a friend that's like that? I mean, that's a nightmare. Okay, let's go to this next one. This says, hi, Carly. I'm the secret keepers. This is my first time writing in because I'm embarrassed to say I just discovered your podcast a couple months ago. Okay, go to jail. No, I'm kidding. You're not in jail. You're allowed out of jail because you listen to it now. My friend discovered it and put 
me onto it, even though I watch you on Girl Code and follow you on TikTok. And I think you're so funny. Oh, thank you so much. Anywho, I just wanted to share a quick story that recently happened to me and hear your thoughts on it. So two weeks ago, I got a random friend request on Facebook. Normally, I never accept friend requests from random guys, but I had gone to a concert the night before and was very drunk and had talked to this guy standing behind me and couldn't remember if I gave him my name or not. He looks kind of similar, so I accepted it. Then this man messages me a couple hours later saying that he saw me on a dating app and knew it was a long shot, but decided to friend me in parentheses. So clearly this was not the guy from the concert. I asked how he found me on Facebook because it literally doesn't say my full name on any app. He said he typed in my first name and my hometown, which I think is listed on Hinge. I don't know. It sounds really sketchy, but I went with it. That's 100% sounds like a story that somebody like fabricated in order to not sound insane. And that's just my opinion, right? Uh, He wasn't terrible looking, but not a stunner. He lived a few towns over from my hometown. Through keeping, I discovered he does farm work. Okay, we love a farmer. Farmers only. Like, I think his family owned a farm and they would sell their fruits and vegetables and whatnot at the farmer's markets and such. Not something I would normally go for. Well, we chat for a week here and there, spreading uh, messages spread out throughout the day. He asked me what I was doing the following weekend. And I told him my plans. I was going to see Lizzo on Friday. Side note, everyone should go see Lizzo in concert. Ooh, I would love to see Lizzo in concert. Uh, he was going to a fair that weekend, LOL. He messaged me a few times over the weekend, which I didn't open, but I finally responded at work the following week. He responds right away to my message. So we start chatting back and forth. At this point, I'm like, he either needs to ask me out or this conversation needs to end. Agree. Agree with you so far on everything. Um, so here we go. He asked me what concert it was. I told him it was so fun and there were so many people there. He then proceeds to ask me if I'm vaccinated. At first, I thought he was asking me to see if I was vaccinated because it would be irresponsible for me to go to a concert unvaccinated, right? Wrong. He was clearly on the opposite end of the vax spectrum. I attach a part of the combo here if you want to read it. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Okay, so I'm going to read this conversation. Hold on. He said, okay, so he said, I hope you don't mind me asking, are you vaxxed to each their own? I'm just curious. She says, yeah, I am. He goes, uh, sweet. What were you drinking and which vaccine did you get? If you don't mind me asking. Huh? She said she was drinking vodka lemonade and she got the Pfizer. What made you ask that? He says, oh, cool. I'm just curious. I ask girls that I'm into. I ask that to girls I'm interested in is all. And she said, why though? He said, because I have a preference at the moment, at least. She said, which is what? That they are vaccinated? He said, no, unvaccinated. It's just how I feel about it. The weird thing is that, first of all, what the fuck is it? He literally said to you, oh my God, not a freaking airplane. Okay, that was very loud. He said to you, to each their own. I'm just curious. And then he's going to shit on it. Come on. I think you dodged a bullet here, but she says, he said, she said, after the last thing she said, very interesting. And that was the end of that. Here are some of my thoughts and questions on the encounter. Number one, how annoying is it that he wouldn't say his preference? Like, just say it. We're all adults here. Number two, why did he care which specific vax I got? That's super weird too. Like, oh, which vaccine did you get? I will say I met a guy last year who was a total, like, I swear to God, I think this guy was a goddamn QAnon. 
Okay. He was like saying stuff about vaccines that like you could tell he read on some like random website. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And and he's like, I like don't believe in putting stuff in my body and just like going on and on and on. I'm like, okay, well, one thing about this is like, you're not going to criticize me. Like this was my decision and my choice. And I'm happy. Like, I'm fine that I did it. Trust me. I've done worse to my body. I I smoked ciggy butts for, I smoked ciggy butts for over a decade. You think this vaccine is going to kill me? Come on now. So it's a major red flag. It's a major red flag. It's one thing if you don't have the vaccine, that's totally fine. Like that's to each his own. Everybody has their own opinion on that. And it's not like a necessary thing, but you shouldn't be like criticizing and and judging people that have it. Most people have it. Um, Also, it is weird that he asked which specific vaccine you got. And he tried to mix it in with that, that drink question. He's like, Oh, would you drink? And what vaccine did you get? By the way, super chill. We're super chill. Just asking, asking, you know, minding my P's and Q's here. She said, number three, during peak COVID time, it was a thing to put on your dating profile or whatever, or whatever, if you were vaccinated or not. And it was definitely a topic of discussion when you would talk to someone. However, I don't really see it that much these days. Is this still something people are asking on dates? I've literally never fucking asked a guy. I've never asked a guy if he's vaccinated. I don't think Uh, like I just like I think I assume everybody's got it taken care of. It's so weird now because like if you guys think about it, like when I was young and I would say, you know, not even that young, like I would say like the last like, you know, few elections. Right. So maybe let's just I'll give you a decade. Like nobody talked about politics. It was like totally tacky to just be talking about politics like who'd you vote for oh who are you voting for are you democrat or republican like that was never a thing that people really spoke about right i always thought it was just like that was like a total like so tacky right and in what world are we this comfortable talking about our personal business like who you're voting for what you're doing and like your medical history I just like never, it's so bizarre. I wouldn't like before, before the pandemic, I don't think I would have been like, did you get vaccinated for a freaking smallpox when you were six years old? I wouldn't have done that. It's not your business. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, can everybody just fucking do their own thing and not put their little nosies in everybody else's business? I don't know. She said, is it weird to ask someone right away if they're vaccinated or not, especially if you have such strong opinions on it, or should I have avoided, I could have avoided a week and a half of conversations with this guy if he had been so upfront about it in the beginning. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, if, if it really matters that much to him, I guess like if it's a deal breaker for you, that is probably something you should talk about right away. It is just, if it matters that much to you. Yeah. She said, why did I feel so weird after this? I'm not ashamed at all to be vaccinated, but it had me feeling some type of way after because it's your personal business. It's like a violation and and you're being judged on your personal business. Like what? I don't know. That whole thing is wacky, wacky to me. Anyone that's super like a hundred percent, like will will fucking go down and, and die on that hill of like, this is what I stand for. 
and not acknowledge that they're that nothing's perfect when it comes to politics. Like I'm liberal, I'm Democrat, I've always voted blue, but like, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent crazy about everything that do you, do you know what I'm saying? I'm not a hundred percent crazy about everything in the liberal, if you want to call it an agenda. I, I just don't believe in it there with things like this. Nothing is black and white there. Everything is in the gray area. You kind of have to live in the gray area and see, see both sides of it. I don't know. Anywho, I don't know what that tangent was about, but I'm back now. Um, okay. Let's see this next one. Girl, I just feel like you felt violated. All right. Um, this says help a girly out friendship advice and FMK and kitty photos included. Let me see the cats. <gasps> wow. They're cute as hell. Are they besties? Cause they're hugging. That's cute. Stop. That's too damn cute. Love that. Um, okay. <laughs> Wait, I just lost the fucking email pipes. Help a girly out. Here we go. Hi, Carly and the kitties. First, I want to say that I love the potty and I look forward to listening to it every Monday. I started listening last year and sometimes I will scroll back and listen to old episodes. Last night, I was listening to the one where you thought Caesar Milan died and I was cracking up. Wait. Oh, yeah. Well, my friend thought Caesar Milan died. Yeah. She said when your friend thought Caesar Milan died. It's so funny that I'm reading this right now because I brought that up the other day to my friend because we both have this thing where like we'll say some shit and we we're not even 100 percent if we're right. We're not sure if we're right, but like we'll fucking ride with that. And she really thought that Caesar Milan died. And I brought it up the other day when she said something and I said, do you really know this? Or is this when you told me that Caesar Milan died? <laughs> oh my goodness. And she was cracking up laughing. She's like, I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, Okay. I'm writing for some advice on a friendship. Last year, I became good friends with my neighbor. We and our husbands like to go out every weekend and my husband and I were both in their wedding. After the wedding, we had a lot of travel, both for personal and work and couldn't really see them for a month. Since then, things have felt off and distant. I've made attempts to hang out or text her more frequently and she always has an excuse and does not return the favor. She'll say she has to work late, but then when I see her hanging out in our neighbor's house, not that I mind that she has other friends, it just seems weird to keep making excuses for seeing me um, that we can't all hang out. But to be honest, she always seems a little clingy with me, which would sometimes bother me. I think she may be mad that I couldn't see her for a while. Oh my God. Stuff like this makes me nauseous. Her husband and I have also butted heads over things like politics and personal values. See, here we go. Circling it back. And I have left sometimes feeling drained after hanging out with them. We both can be socially awkward. So it could be a situation where we both feel this way and don't know what to say. Do you think I should reach out and ask if I did something to her or if I should let the friendship fizzle out? I hate the thought of being a bad friend. I don't want to put effort into a relationship when it's not returned. Girl, I would stop hitting her up for sure. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, like we're all adults here and any type of this like high school bullshit, I think she's mad at me, but I don't know why. I don't know if I did anything about well, like couldn't could could not be less interested in that. 
again, I think it's the same thing I was saying before about the other girl and her friend. Like you, like you're being spared. Why do you want to deal with a dramatic person? I can't think of a, of a worse personality trait than someone who's like overly dramatic. Cause sometimes they ruffle feathers like this and do that on purpose to manipulate you and make you feel like you did something wrong when you're like, what the fuck? And it's not fair. It's not nice to do to somebody. I just feel like if you feel like you want to, you could just be like, hey, did something go on? Because a lot of times if you just do that and call people out on their shit, they'll be like, wait, what? No, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, girl, you're acting like a clown. You're being goofy and you're acting like a clown. What's going on? Because I'm too old. All right. That's what you should just do. If you feel like you have to say something, but you could also just like silently not. It's just weird that you guys are neighbors. You know, you might bump into each other and it might make it more weird if you don't say something. But don't worry about it. You didn't do anything wrong, in my humble opinion. I just feel like it's so weird when people are so clingy as as adults and like not understanding the fact that people have lives. People have lives. You're working, you're married, you have you some you have kids, you have like obligations. We can't just all be hanging out and kiki in with the girlies 24/7 as much as we would love to do that. You know? All right, let's get to these fuck Mary kills. So the first two, so funny, are kind of like Y2K, you know, millennium clothing uh, themed. So the first one is gaucho pants. Too small pinstripe vest or skirt over skinny jeans. Ugh. I'm killing. You want to know what? I'm going to ride for gaucho pants because they actually are, and still to this day, the most comfy things that's ever graced my peach. Okay. Those pants, I don't know what they were made out of, but gaucho pants were the most comfortable pants that have ever graced my peach. And I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll put that on my damn tombstone. Okay, so I'm marrying the gauchos because I would love to wear those every day. If they weren't so horrendous, I bet you they're coming back into style, though. Because these fucking, the, I swear to God, Gen Z, really, they're fucking bored. They're like, let's get the ugliest shit anyone's ever worn and make it cool again. I, I know they're, they're out here shaving their eyebrows, too. They're crazy. They're crazy. Okay, so I guarantee you gauchos are going to be back. And when they are back, guess who's going to be prancing around town wearing them? Me. Because they're comfy as hell. Anywho, gaucho marrying, killing skirt over skinny jeans. And I guess I'll fuck the, the pinstripe vest, the little mini pinstripe vest that is very insane that we wore that all the time. But did I wear one constantly? Yes. I don't know why. I think I thought it like cinched the waist or something. There was something about it that was just hitting for a couple years. So I'm going to fuck that and then I'll kill the skirt over jeans. Then um, the next one are plaid cargo shorts, puka shell necklace, bleached tips. I'm marrying puka shell necklace. I still wear them all the time. I just cut my anklet off last week saying goodbye to summer. It's time for fall. Okay. So I'm marrying a puka shell necklace. I am fucking bleached tips because I'm going to be honest with you guys that had like bleached tips like they were hot. Okay. Thinking LFO. I'm thinking 98 degrees. I'm thinking NSYNC. I'm thinking Backstreet. All right. Cute. Um, and then I'm I'm killing plaid cargo shorts. And then the next one is a food one. Eggs and toast, pancakes or waffles and French toast. OK, so I'm marrying eggs and toast because I love eggs and toast. 
I am fucking French. I think I'm fucking French toast because it really is superior. I'm sorry, but it's better. I would I would even go ahead and say it's it goes French toast, waffles, pancakes. I don't even really fucking need pancakes if I have French toast and waffles. Waffles are so damn good because they're a little crunchy. But I'm going to fuck French toast. I'm going to kill, um, you know, pancakes because they got to go. They got to go bye bye. Anywho, you guys, thank you for tuning in. So happy to have you here. See you on Thursday at eight o'clock. Spotify Live, eight Eastern, five Pacific. Spotify Live app, Confessions with Carly. You can join the chat. You can call in. And other than that, I'll see you guys next week right here. Bye.